What's popping? First episode, the checkup of Chris Bolton. Let me go ahead and introduce myself. Of course, most of y'all already know who I am, but in case you don't, Chris Bolton. Uh, a lot of a lot of people call me NBA man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know I love my basketball. Of course, I love sports, or else I wouldn't be doing this right now. But hey, you know, I'm a sports reporter for WCBI TV. Right now, ain't no sports going on. So uh, got a little extra time on my hands to talk a little little sports. So we're going to do this thing here a couple days of the week. We're going to talk about all kinds of topics. But right now, man, just just giving y'all a little update of what's going on. And ain't nothing going on. You boys, I'm out here finding. We, we got to find sports to watch. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's YouTube days. Y'all know how it is over the summertime when the NBA season's over. Ain't no basketball going on. Ain't no football getting played. It's just baseball. And everybody ain't, you know, ain't really trying to watch no regular season baseball. You just be on YouTube all the time looking up old games, waiting for football season to start up. It's okay them dog days right now doing the same thing. Summer came early. Everybody done got their subscription to NBA, you know what I'm saying, league pass, looking at old Old NBA Finals games on NBA TV or you're on YouTube searching random games, just watching old stuff, anything you can find. Ain't no March Madness. Shoot, Future and Dre said life's good. Life ain't good right now. That Rona out here, you that, that Corona, Big Rona, that Rona, whatever you call it, she ain't playing around. She done messed up everything. She done took everything away from us. We ain't got no March Madness. I never thought a day would come we ain't have March Madness, bro. I don't get to see my Duke Blue Devils whoop up on the rest of y'all scrub teams. You know what I'm talking about? Shout out to Duke, Coach K. Y'all know what's up. But, um, yeah, this ain't what's up. But we're trying to make the best out of everything. You know, it's taking, it's been a time where even if, you know, you can kind of kick back. You don't even have to just watch sports. You've just been able to just chill. If you be super busy, been able to relax, you know what I'm saying? Shut your eyes for a minute, get some rest. But um, your boy, I for myself, been able to get a little rest and watch catch up on some shows. But mostly, I ain't gonna lie, I been on YouTube just just watching old games and on NBA TV watching old finals. And um, the first finals I decided to watch the 2011. Mavericks taking on the Heatles, the first season of the the big three linking up LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh. And I remember watching this series in high school. Of course, I was in my my 11th grade year. Um, And I remember Bron choking. But man, watching this series now as a full grown adult. Ron was tripping. It is crazy going back, look at that series. So many things stand out. Of course, Bron had a terrible series. He and he looked nothing like that in the series beforehand. In the Eastern Conference Finals, when they took on the Bulls and they beat the Bulls in five games, LeBron looked like a man on a mission. He was playing angry, clamp up D Rose, turn right back around, get buckets on offense. When none of that happened in the finals, none of that. So we're just going to talk about just that series, you know, 
LeBron wasn't doing nothing. Nothing. Uh, D Wade. Man, I'm not gonna say this was the last great D Wade year, cause D Wade was still great in 2012. Then 2013, you could tell, you know, age was starting to catch up with him, like you know, wear and tear, cause D Wade came in the league a little bit older than, you know, on uh, some of the other players. And also, his game is just, excuse me, his game just wasn't going to age well. You know, D-Way had a lot of injuries, a lot of bumps and bruises, took a lot of damage. You know, he's a slasher. Just took a lot of a lot of contact, and uh, eventually, over the course of his career, you know, that wear and tear started to show. But in 2011, oh, D-Way was still D-Way. He was still the flash. He was still hooping. And he, it was in full effect in that finals. He was going toe-to-toe with dirt, getting buckets. I, for a minute, I, I don't know exactly what he finished, his average was for that finals. But I know that like, into game five, he was averaging at least 29 points a game. Wade was out there doing everything he possibly could for the Heat to win. But things just, it wasn't meant to be. Watching that, going back and rewatching that series, it was something else that just really stood out. Was just how outcoached Eric Spolster was going up against Rick Carlisle. Just, it's crazy looking at how basketball used to be played. And 2011 is not that long ago. You know what I'm saying? It's nine years ago. It's a long go. That's it's a long time in life, but we just think in basketball time, in basketball terms, it, it shouldn't doesn't seem like it should be that long ago. But the way the game is played now compared to back then is so different. Court spacing, there wasn't court spacing yet. It seemed like I feel like court spacing became a real thing in like 2013, uh, 2013, 2014, like the 2014 Spurs. How they just had the whole floor spaced out and just went to work on the Miami Heat, LeBron's last year in Miami. That's when, from that point on, some like basketball changed. But in 2011, it was still, you know, everything. They were still playing, you know, two bigs at a time. The court just wasn't spaced. And it was just very evident just how out coach, uh, coach Spolstra was by Rick Carlisle that series. The Mavs, they started playing a lot of the 2-3 zone. And I think today, if Spolster played that 2-3 zone against that same Heat team with how they were constructed at that moment, you probably would have seen a lot more LeBron at the four. But he continued, Spolster continued to play Haslam, Udonis Haslam. Shout out to UD. But he continued to play Udonis Haslam and Chris Bosh on the floor together. Or if it wasn't that combination, it was Joel Anthony and Chris Bosh. And you can't do that against a 2-3 zone. You cannot do that at all. And it really it exposed the Heat. They didn't have many shooters on the floor. The Heat started Mike Bibby in 2011. Let that sink in. You know what I'm saying? They had a young Mario Chalmers, rookie Mario Chalmers. D-Wade, Braun, and you playing UD and Bosch against a 2-3 zone. And it wasn't working, man. It wasn't working. Meanwhile, D- Dallas, they were getting whatever shot they wanted. It was just a matter of if they were going to make it or not. Dirk, he caught, he get the ball in the high post, chop up Chris Bosch, 
chop up Haslam, chop up Joel Anthony. It ain't matter who they threw on Dirk. Dirk was getting whatever he wanted. He was going to get a bucket. And then on um, another set they were running, they was just doing a bunch of uh, pick and roll with, they'll throw Dirk in the corner, had Tyson Chandler set the screen, and they'll go to work. So Dallas, they had things rolling. Doggone the heat. They couldn't get nothing really going on offense. It was just get the ball to D-Wade and get out the way. Or pick and roll for D-Wade. Because as soon as LeBron was catching it, he was out there playing hot potato trying to swing that thing. It's it's crazy. It is crazy going back and watching that LeBron. Because we see LeBron now. He King James, you know what I'm saying? He get the rock. He going to make something shake. He ain't just picking up his dribble for no reason. You throw a little pressure on him. You know, hey, get back. Ah, go on somewhere. You know what I'm saying? You just brush it off, keep the dribble going, make a play. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, bam. We seen what he did in 2016, him and Kyrie. First team ever. Only team ever to come down, come back from 3-1 in the finals to win. You go watch him in the 2011 finals, man. He, as soon as they, he come off the screen, he picking up his dribble. Jump, jumping in the air. First off, you know you ain't supposed to jump in the air and pass the ball. That's, all right, do that for Coach Ladner and see what he do. He gonna sit you on that bench. But he coming off the off the pick and roll, picking up his dribble, looking to pass, ain't even looking to turn the corner and get to the rim. And we think about LeBron in 2011. Arguably, you know what I'm saying. Arguably his best statistical season. He ain't win the MVP that year, but had a great season. And prime physical shape, at the peak of his physical powers, man amongst boys, freight train, dunking on you, had a shot, could knock down the mid-range, just didn't have a true post-up game at that point yet. Because he really, at that point, he didn't have to have one yet. It wasn't exposed that he didn't have one. But, um... He could. He ain't even averaged twenty points a game that series. Couldn't knock down not a three. It seemed like every time he shot, he was just shooting to be shooting. He wasn't confident in his jumper at all. He was just letting it ride and hoping, praying, Lord Jesus, I come before you, praying that this three I take goes in. Please, please, God. And God wasn't answering his prayer. He wasn't knocking down squat. Mike Bibby just out there taking up air. You know what I'm saying? What the 20-some minutes a game he was playing, he should, they shouldn't even play him. They should have just split that up with Chalmers and Mike Miller. I don't know why they was playing Mike Bibby. But going back to that 2-3 zone Dallas was playing, if basketball, I think if Spolster was coaching, if he had a chance to go back in time and to coach against that, he would have played LeBron at the four, Bosch at the five, Chalmers at the one, Wade at the two, Mike Miller at the three. That would have been their best bet. And just tell Mike Miller, if you if you open, just tell Mike Miller and Chalmers, if you open, let it ride. We're going to live with it. Just shoot. Because, of course, you know, the analytics game, it tells you, you know, you, you might not shoot that high of a percentage of threes, but the more you take, they're going to eventually drop. And it's going to balance everything out instead of taking a contested two or a you know, contested mid-range shot or a long two. Go ahead and take the three-pointer or get to the rack. So 
I think that's an adjustment that would have been made now if they could replay that series. Of course, another thing that stood out is the fact that like Deshaun Stevenson was low-key an underrated hero that series. Like he put the clamps on LeBron. Deshaun Stevenson. And was cashing out from three. If he was open 50% of the time, you could book it. He was gonna knock it down. Jason Kidd was cashing out, playing great defense. JJ Berea. This is when JJ Berea, you know what I'm saying, really made an emergence, really, really put himself on the scene. He was giving great minutes for Dallas. Just a, it was a very good collective team effort. Of course, Tyson Chandler. The defensive anchor, he really changed things for Dallas. And it's a shame that Dallas didn't re-sign Tyson Chandler after this, after that offseason and try to run things back and defend their title. It's, just, it's really a shame. You know what I'm saying? You never see a team just give up on trying to defend their title. I mean, even, even the Raptors this past season, even though they lost uh, Kawhi Leonard, to the Clippers, they still have Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam and, and the rest of the game. And everybody else on that team really took their play up a level. And they were still a top team in the East this year and, you know, have a shot of making, had a shot of making the finals. Hopefully we get the season back and we'll see if Toronto does make it back to the finals. But Dallas didn't even give it a chance. They didn't bring back Tyson Chandler. And you know, Dirk was still a good player, a great player. Was that was balling, and they very well could have maybe made it back at least to the conference finals. Probably matched up with OKC again, and we had would have had a great series and seen which one of them would have made it to the NBA finals. But we don't get we didn't get that opportunity. So that's just something I've been checking out myself. Y'all let me know what y'all been doing during this time with no sports, what games, what series y'all been watching and what maybe y'all want to watch. And we can discuss it on the pod. So just give suggestions. Holler at me on Twitter at Chris underscore Bolton underscore 12. Taking all suggestions on what to watch. But just coming up, you know, it's just a little introductory episode just giving a preview of what we're going to be doing here just going to meet up with y'all a couple days of the week and we're going to talk about we're just going to talk about hoops um just a bunch of different topics i'm thinking um of course i'm i've been watching a lot of film of players getting some scouting reports together for the upcoming nba draft whenever we had the nba draft but um just looking at some guys who i'm pretty sure going to declare to go to the draft and Looking at what kind of players, you know, what their ceiling is, what their floor is, you know, player comps, strengths, weaknesses. We're going to talk about sleepers, who's going to be overdrafted, who's going to be underdrafted, just all, the whole shebang, the whole nine, all that. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about everything, break it all down. And we're also just going to talk about just other NBA topics, other basketball topics. So I think, I think it's time to do an updated top 50 players of all time in the NBA. You know, it was a big deal when that article first came out, the top 50 players ever. Not sure if I want to talk about all 50 on the pod, but 
I might just say who my 50 through 31 is and just break down the top 30, go into detail in the top 30. But um, that's just an idea. And whenever I whenever I'm about to do that one, I will let y'all guys know and y'all can send me who y'all feels y'all's top 30. And we'll just, you know, we'll have fun with it. I might go have some guests um, get their input and we just gonna have a good time, man. So just appreciate y'all tuning in. I'll be back with some more. But for now, signing off. It's your boy, Chris Bolton with the checkup with Chris Bolton. Holla at you.